Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I first want to apologize because um, my doggone stuff is just now getting out there, so I have not even posted it to all of the other social media sites. But I do want to say this. The month of August is Black Business Month, National Black Business Month. And I heard about this, and I thought this was an interesting subject because a lot of times we start talking about we need to support our black businesses, we need to do things in our own communities. So if you are seeing me on Facebook Live and you are a black business owner or you are a entrepreneur who is looking to start a business, I want to hear from you. So I see Erin King, you're on there. If you have a business, you interested in a business, you know somebody have a business, give them a call because this is also free advertisement. I remember a person told me recently, more than once, they call it confirmation, Jeanette, you don't know who's watching your show, who's listening to your show. You have no idea how many people you may be reaching. And that is true because when I heard about this in the month of August being National Black Business Month, this is something that was established in 2004 by an individual of the name of John William Templeton. And it was founded as a way for the United States to recognize and empower black-owned businesses. And that is huge because I'm a business owner myself. And I've been a business owner for over 16, almost 17 years for one company, And the other company I established in 2011, so I'm the owner of the Center for the Treatment of Addiction, which is an outpatient counseling center where I offer a variety of services, including the 52-week domestic violence group, the 52-week child abuse group with a parenting component, parenting classes, co-parenting classes, as well as substance abuse classes. Now, when I say that, and I know that there are other individuals out there, so I'm hoping Alonzo will call in. He needs to call in because he's a black-owned business owner. I have quite a few friends now that I have encouraged to step out on faith and start their own business. So it doesn't matter whether you're selling. I remember being a kid, and we had the Avon lady, or people were my, my mother's friends, Eveline and J.D., they were selling clothes. You know, we had the Polydor. They had clothing stores, some people in their family. You know, people had little small mom-and-pop stores, general stores, restaurants, southern foods. So we have been very creative for a very long time. And a lot of times individuals did not know how to go about establishing businesses, whether it was a, a LLC, a S Corp, or you know, what you, you call yourself, because like I said, people were doing it in and out of their houses, in their homes. So now we're becoming more sophisticated because we're becoming more knowledgeable in these areas. So if there's someone out there that is into business loans, that are into financing, give me a call. Call in on the show. Give me a call at 516-387-1914 because I do want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear what inspired you to start a business. 
what is what are you doing to help you continue to grow? And if you are stagnant, what is making you become so frustrated? I remember with J.A. Precious, my other company in Oceanside, I don't do a lot there. I really don't because my, my time is just split all over the place, and I need to do better. And that's why I made a promise to myself. I am going to buckle down and put on my big girl panties and do what I'm supposed to be doing. And I, and I am following through with that. But I remember one time I became so frustrated. I was like, these people getting on my nerve, these artists, this paperwork, and da 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 And a woman told me, baby, you don't sell a yacht. That made a lot of sense to me. And I should have called her just to see what she's doing because um, she's very creative and always have a lot of different things going on when it comes to um, starting a business, developing a business, because a lot of times individuals find excuses. And I want to talk about that too because when you have this dream and you have this vision, what is stopping you from following through? A lot of times individuals say, well, I don't have the money or I don't think I can do it, or, you know, whatever the case may be. I have had the opportunity as a therapist to run across a lot of individuals that have a lot of great ideas, and for some reason it's like they can't get up off the butt or we procrastinate to get it going. We got to do better. Now, I'm texting some people that I know, and I know they're probably like, Jeanette, why you didn't tell me about this topic earlier? Uh, because Jeanette procrastinated, because Jeanette been out of town for the past few days, and Jeanette been dealing with my granddaughter going back to college, and my daughter celebrating her 35th birthday, and writers starting school, and Jeanette just been all over the place with her health, and Jeanette got to do better. And I didn't even get a chance to ask my auntie to join in on the show, and she also is an entrepreneur where she also works, but she also has a travel agency where that's something else that many individuals are stepping out on faith and they're going into that industry because there are things to do within the travel industry that people are doing. So I want to commend her for that. Um, I have another friend, Debbie Williams. She put together cruises or not only cruises, boat trips as well as bus trips to go to Vegas or, you know, people are doing a lot of different things. So, you know, what? as I'm talking to people, I'm going to call them because I am not, like I said, I have not put the information out there. But let me give Miss Debbie a call, because she is on my heart right now, as we're talking about this topic. Because when we, when we start seeing these things, and like I said, this is something that was founded by, and I said his name, in 2004. And when he did this, he wanted the United States to recognize and empower black-owned businesses. And at that time, or at this time, it is said that African Americans make up about 14% of the population. To the latest census data, there are more than 3 million black-owned businesses in this country. So what are you doing to support your black-owned businesses? That's what I want to know. And if you are a business owner, and look like business owner with something wrong, or perhaps interested in becoming a business owner, I want to hear your unique story and challenges. So, because I did this kind of backwards, I'm just going to start calling the people. So, I want to know if she going to answer her phone. 
Hello. Hey, Savannah, you, you know what? I'm doing okay, but I want you to know I put you on my show. Okay, you put you put me on your what? You on my show. <laughs> I'm on a live. I'm on my podcast right now, and I waited till the last minute to put the information out. And did you know that the month of August was considered Black Business Month? No, I didn't. And you know, I just found that out. I was watching something, and I heard about National Black Business Month, and I said, you know what? Of all the Black African American entrepreneurs that I know that are business minded. And we talk about we got to support our own people, we got to do this, we got to do that. I put together the show today to focus on this. And I called you first. I didn't even finish putting all the information out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And I said, you know what, let me call Debbie. So, Debbie, I have a question for you. Because even as a, when I was a teenager, you was putting together stuff because you've always been business-minded. Right. Where did you get that sense of creating a business from? And I know we can talk about your mama and her catering, because she was catering out of her kitchen. You know, we talk about black-owned businesses, and her food was delicious. So what made you want to start your own? I'm talking about the bus trips. I'm talking about the bus trips. I'm talking about you guys have always been very business-savvy. Well, with the bus trips, I've been doing that for over 30 years. And then, you know, we started with the catering with my mom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like right now, uh, even with, uh, even sometimes even I do it for, like, my husband's job, if they need something, then I'll, you know, I'll prepare something like, you know, for the, um, you know, once in a while. Mm-hmm. And then with the bus trips, I had a club with that. So I was over the club with all the bus trips. Mm-hmm. And that started, but the, but the guy that I started with, he passed away, so Ooh. I had to take on. I didn't know he passed away. Uh, uh, Bob Jones. What year did he pass? 2019. That was recent. He was supposed to go on and he had a heart attack. Oh, my goodness. the time we were supposed to be going. Uh-huh. So I had to take over. Me and the other girl had to take over as doing the uh, business and take back to one of the trips. Mm-hmm. So since the pandemic, and these are the first two trips that I'll be I'm doing, I got a, a couple of, probably a couple of them going next next year mm-hmm. but um these are the next two but this one the one the one uh the one that she was going on this is going to be five people's birthday parties so i do the birthday parties mm-hmm. so people want to do birthday parties so i got uh five people on that shop of con mm-hmm. and we're going to do uh i'm going to do drinks and i'm going to do uh gifts and i'm going to do uh oh i got gifts and i got you know music oldies mm-hmm. and i have the waitress going to pass those stuff out on the bus. I got mm-hmm. masks on the bus. I got sanitizer. Everybody has to be masked. And, mm-hmm. and I have, uh, what else we have to do on that? And then I have, uh, and then we do the concert. I give everybody their tickets and everything. And once we get back, we see movies on the bus. We mm-hmm. get snacks and stuff. Oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be awesome. You know what? It's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy because I got to tell you this. I just got back from Fantasy Springs Hotel. I was left on Wednesday, and I came back Saturday. And when I saw that, I said, this is where Demi was going. And um, Cedric the Entertainer is supposed to be there October the 1st, too. And I said, I didn't want no money to check. Cedric's going to be there, and Gladys Knight's going to be there on December 17th. Mm-hmm. They got a lot going on at that casino, but I did not. I don't like their tables. I was so upset with them tables. But, you know, but the thing is, and getting back to business owners and being a black business owner and being an entrepreneur, and like you say, you started with your mom with the catering business. What made your mom 
step out and start doing the catering because she had been cooking for a long time. Well, she worked at Charles Drew, so they did a lot. She did a lot of catering for Charles Drew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Charles Drew, uh, to Charles Drew University. So she catered for them a lot. That's when she started off. And when she started off from catering with them, then she went on to the gas company, and she went off from this place to that place. Then she started doing parties, and then she started. But it started from uh, Charles Drew. Because uh-huh. even some of the, cause even a girl that I have going um, on this trip, she knew my mom real well, and um, she used to do, you know, she would make cakes for all these people, and she used to do it for her. And then she didn't know she had passed away. Uh-huh. And so uh, when she found out, you know, she said, but, you know, she used to cater for me way back in the days. I said, yeah. Uh-huh. So she um, so she started catering from Charles Drew when she uh-huh. went to Charles Drew. Uh-huh. And it went on and on and on and on until she started selling. Well, when she um, retired. But then she started, she started selling burgers and all kinds of stuff from the house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and when she, you mm-hmm. know, she went on and on from there. Yeah, because I remember when I was a teenager, when I would go over to her house and she would always have food, I'd be like, this woman should be doing a whole lot of grocery shopping. Yeah, she, and you. She, she, <laughs> girl, she had so much stuff before. She, she even as much as went to Myrtle Beach and was doing the same thing. When she moved to Myrtle Beach, she was doing it down there for her church, and that's how they raised their money. And, mm-hmm. And she was doing all kind of stuff down there too. Mm-hmm. And you know, and it's it's crazy, not crazy, but it's interesting how when we talk about Black Business Month and it being national and supporting, because sometimes we look for business licenses. We get kind of I get frustrated with all of the red tape that I have to go through, whether it's the state, whether it's I go to IRS, get on my nerves, you know, or it's the state franchise tax board and. You know, and a lot of times so what people were doing was they were starting businesses without having a lot of the knowledge of what it takes to run a business. And people start getting in trouble because when we start talking about street taxes and people want a part of this, you know, we saw the Italians do it. We saw the Hispanics do it. We saw the white men do it. We saw, so now the African Americans are trying to step up to the plate. Right. And you know what? It's hard for the black folks to even get a business loan. Mm-hmm. You're right. You know, because I got a couple of people that's trying to run a business, and they try to have a hard time getting a business on. That's true. But the Hispanic, they show, yeah. Well, and you know, and it's crazy because this is what a lot of people don't realize, is when individuals are from other countries, and don't quote me on this, but when they, these people are from other countries, they got to pay a higher percentage back also in taxes because they got to pay money to the United States as well as the country that they're from. So don't think they ain't being pimped because they being pimped. So a lot of times individuals get mad and frustrated because we don't understand. Now, I stepped into, some people ask me, what makes you want to start a business? Now, you know my mom, as well as I know your mom, and they were very resourceful. Whether it was running numbers, booking joints, whatever, they did, girl, they had to survive. It was about survival. So... A lot of black individuals started coming up with these things, like doing it in their own home, whether it was doing hair, you know, because my father's mother, she did hair. Byron's mother was more of a seamstress. She sold clothes. So they had their own little gig going on. There you go. There you go. It was a passive income. And you know what I see now? Some of our our millennials have that drive, but a lot of them don't, Debbie. they be, well, I don't know how to do this. I can't do that. Well, it's cutting grass. There's all kind of ways out there to make money, 
and you know, people just have to get into it. You know that's what I'm saying? You have to get into it. If you want to make money, you got to get into it. That's true. And you know, and I, you can't just sit back and say, well, it ain't nothing. It was all kind of ways out there to make money. You know what? You know what? And that's interesting, too. You just said that because when I think about the millennials and I think about the excuses people give you, whether it's a male, whether it's a female, sometimes we handicap or enable ourselves. And even back then, sometimes our parents had jobs, low-paying jobs, but you didn't know when they were driving Cadillacs and Mercedes and vans. Right, because they could take money to the side. They knew how to hustle back here. But these people nowadays, they Because you gotta have that drive. 
you got to have that um, that that passion in order to wanting to keep succeeding. And and you're not gonna always do good because you can't make it about the money. I tell people, I get so tired of people counting my pockets; it, it gets on my nerves. But where does that passion come from? First of all, you gotta have patience. That's number one. That's the number one key to doing anything. You gotta have patience. If you ain't got no patience, you ain't gonna get nothing done. Mm-hmm. Patience is the number one thing. Some people have because a lot of people will tell me saying, "But Daddy, I don't say I could get you to get this stuff done. You have to have patience to do this. You have to rip and run around just like this girl sent the money for her tickets." Mm-hmm. But I, she lived in uh, she lived in California City, so guess what? I had to go all the way to Walmart this morning. They didn't have they didn't have customer service open up in there, so she doesn't sell. You know, some people don't sell, some people don't do that. So she sent her money through Walmart, so it's Walmart to Walmart. So I go all the way over to pick up her money and this and that. So you know, but you know, you, some people just don't like to send their money through like that. You know, mm-hmm. and some as you get people, I mean, people send their money different ways. Mm-hmm. So I have to kind of go along with how they do it. Mm-hmm. And 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 it gets rough because I have to rip and run around and then I have to go shop all of this kind of stuff and then I mean it, it's a job. People think it's easy, but it's not as easy as you say. Mm-hmm. And once you once you like I said, once you get all this motivated, then you get to see how many people you got. Mm-hmm. You got to see how much you got to pay for the bus. Like I said, stuff is expensive. The buses are like like okay, like when people see the prices on there, okay, it's not that the bus cost charges me twenty six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you pay $2,600, you look at the tickets. The tickets are like maybe, um, okay, say like those tickets for Shaka Khan, they're $49, but I have to put that on my credit card. And what they do, they charge you the, the difference from your credit card because you're doing it on credit card. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So all of that stuff, when I do it through credit card, they're going to charge me on my credit card for each individual thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it so, sounds yeah. to me... It sounds to me like you have a passion. It sounds to me like you enjoy doing what you're doing. It sounds to me like your mom and growing up in your family gave you that kind of entrepreneur spirit to where you learn how to, no matter what it looked like, you go just have to make the best of it and have fun, and, and that's a good thing. Because I tell individuals about that with the counseling. Sometimes I can have thousands and thousands of dollars worth of billing that I haven't even done but I enjoy working with my family. I enjoy working with my clients. I was talking to a woman today. She called me, and she was like, well, Jeanette, I talked to you, and, and you seem like you're really good, and you can help me with my – I said, yeah, but what you want is out-of-pocket expense. I'm good, but I can't keep selling myself short. I can't keep – like it is for me, just like okay, a lot of these things. I wasn't really gonna do any tricks this year, but mm-hmm. I mean, I had people just calling me, calling me, telling me, oh, I haven't been over, I haven't done anything, I haven't done this place. Correct. People feel like if they want to have a little drink or something, then you know they can drink on the bus. They got worried about driving. They Correct. Worry about using their gas. They worry That's about using that. They say if they do this, they don't have to use no gas. They can buy their own drink. Got another caller, Debbie. Let me let me log on another person. Hey, Crystal. This is Jeanette. How you doing, Crystal? Hi, hon. How are you? I'm good. You know what? I apologize for putting this out at the last minute, but the month of August is Black Business Month, and I got Debbie. I call her Williams. I'll never call. I, I do Debbie like people do me. I'm gonna be Jeanette Brooks to the day I die. Nobody do not want to call me Jeanette Avenue, so I call her Debbie Williams. So, because I forgot what her married name is. She's been married for 30-something years, plus, probably. Okay, that's what I thought. 
And But the thing is, when we talk about black business, supporting black businesses, the month of August is National Black Business Month, and it was designed and inspired by a person in 2004 by the name of John Williams Templeton, and he wanted to make sure that the United States recognized and empowered black-owned businesses. Now, we go through a lot of challenges, and I always tell a story when I got frustrated and you was in my office and said, baby, you don't sell a yacht. And I had to think about that because some individuals, you know, you're going to have the half, you're going to have the half not. You're going to have the dreamers. You're going to have the dream killers. You're going to have people telling you, well, it ain't going to work and they ain't never need to try. What inspired you, Krista? Because I know that you are also an entrepreneur. You be on this drive. I started to call you with Bitcoin because Bitcoin is frustrating the hell out of me. But what, where did your drive come from with all of these different things that you do as a business owner and an entrepreneur, an inspiring business owner? My drive, honestly, is educating. It's education, which is something we did not receive in school, um, especially mm-hmm. in the lower poverty areas, especially amongst our black and brown communities. We were not taught financial education. We weren't taught about your health being wealth, and we weren't taught, we weren't um, educated on our wealth and learning about our financial wealth as well. So being that I'm able to incorporate the two right now, and as I am in uh, my financial education literacy uh, program and actually about to pass my exam, thank God, um, in educating others and also becoming a financial advisor to the people for free is Mm -hmm. absolutely amazing for me. Um, because I didn't want to put a financial hurdle in front of some, in front of a family that's already dealing with financial hurdles. It doesn't make sense. Correct. Um, and so, and therefore, what, with the educate, I'm sorry, say that. Not, not to cut you off, not to cut you off. But you know what, Crystal? Financial literacy is something that do I believe needs to be taught in the school because we weren't taught. Yes. we weren't taught how to balance a checkbook. We weren't taught how to invest, how to save, how to spend. We weren't taught that. We and I, I tell agree. my daughter now. I caught her on my Facebook thing. It was her birthday. And my daughter watches my thinking. She she watch exactly what I do. Everything I do, that sucker be watching, you know. But she was the one that went to school for finance. I didn't. My thing is, if I want it, I'm a buy it. If I get, but we we were so caught up. My mother told me credit card, credit card, credit cards. And I remember one time my mother told me she said, "Baby, I can't even die because you over a million dollars in debt." I didn't even know. That's right. I had to get yep. I had almost a hundred thousand dollars in credit card debt. Fifty thousand dollar credit card with the limit was already at almost forty something thousand. That was crazy. So now I don't right. even if I I'm not charging no food. I'm not charging if I can't afford to buy it, I don't need it. And we weren't taught that in the black community, nor were we nope. taught to spend in the black community, but one of the things that I found in the black community and some of the mom pop stores was their prices was higher than what other persons was because we didn't understand marketing. Right. Only we know about financial literacy, we didn't understand about marketing. So by marketing, right. and we would mark our prices up almost 50 to 70 percent higher than the other people in the stores. That's why they were getting more business than the black people. And black individuals yep. only selling to black individuals that they knew and their families. And we always want a homeboy discount. So right. we had to learn how to 
think and do things smarter. So I am very proud of you for doing this financial literacy class and also understanding generational wealth. I talked to my granddaughter yesterday because she's on her second year of college, and I asked my grandbaby, I said, look, I need for you to get probation approved so I can put you down on the book. So if something happened to me, you already on the book. She ain't got no social security card. Where the hell your social security card at? I've been waiting on you to get a social security card for two months. Probably <laughs> longer than that. Wow. But she didn't understand until I broke it down to her that I could pay you this amount. I could get you set you set you up with a retirement plan. I could, because I'm getting too old for this. I'm about to exit stage left. So I'm trying to leave generational wealth so that they can keep it going. But if y'all don't know how to do this, I don't want everything I got to go in vain. Not that I'm a money person, but getting back to my daughter, by it being her birthday, we went to a spa day. Girl, there was a place in Huntington Beach. She wanted to get a room, but the room was five hundred something dollars. She said four or five hundred. Mm-hmm. And I had just came back from Fantasy Springs Hotel, which I had a good time there, but I was mm-hmm. like, but when you get in the pool, you can see the ocean. Black people need to start living like that. We out there in Huntington mm-hmm. I know the people look you know, we at Albertson. My daughter said, Mom, it's a shame basically that people feel uncomfortable around being around black folks when there's no need to. I said, because they feel like we out of place. So we had this elaborate spa that cost us an arm and a leg, but because we can afford it. We can afford it. We can do this. So a lot exactly. of times when we talk black businesses, most individuals are afraid, afraid in fear because they don't know. We've had business owners that have business owners that were functionally illiterate. They didn't right. let that hold them. They did what they had to do. So where do you think yep. your drive comes from, Krista? You know what? Honestly, I had to. Mm-hmm. Yes, honestly, I had to pick between fear and faith. They're both something you cannot see. So which one will you choose? And I decided mm-hmm. to go with faith, you know, because fear is feeding and educating an attitude without the gratitude. Mm-hmm. And so uh-huh. I didn't want to go through life in fear. I wanted to go through learning money management learning the transfer mm-hmm. of wealth, learning how to transfer mm-hmm. wealth, learning that I, too, can receive my own licensing to help people in the financial mm-hmm. world to show them how to invest their money, to live off the interest mm-hmm. of their investments, learning that process mm-hmm. and educating our communities on how to do so with just $25. People don't even know. Uh, they don't even know or understand that they can only start an investment with just $25 a month. You just got to be consistent. You just got to be consistent. Girl, you know as little as $25 a month, your child, and by the time your child is 18, can have actually have $30,000 sitting in an investment account and living off that interest. If you decide to put you know, more in that every month. You, you know what, Crystal? We were taught backwards. Exactly. We were taught, baby, open up a savings account. I get so yep. sick of my one-time dividend on my, on my savings account. It's sickening. Because we were putting the money in the savings account, and we are like a dinosaur. Things have evolved. Right. It ain't just about no savings account no more. 
You can put the money nope. over there, but insurances, you know, there's so much money to where individuals are becoming insurance agents. Crystal, I've been a notary since 2008. Why haven't I become a signing agent? Why haven't I just went on and hooked up with these banks to go? And, or, or why am I not officiating weddings when I know that I am a notary? There are exactly. so many opportunities out there, and this is where you start your business. This is where you yep. become, or you can start your LLC, or if you want to incorporate it, or you want to do as a DBA. Don't let those things intimidate you because there exactly. are so many ways. So, Crystal, the I started fear. a business and didn't know what the hell I was doing. I didn't know an LLC from an S-Corp to a C-Corp. And there was a book entitled, um, it was a book by Earl Gray, How to Succeed in Business Without Being White. I read that book twice. That book literally taught me everything that I needed to know. So I was not discouraged. If a person like Debbie was talking about getting a business loan, I ain't never applied for no business loan. But because yeah. I already knew they was going to tell me no. Right. I already knew. Now I'm looking at it, how you can get all of this stuff where, as Jeanette Abbey, Jeanette Abbey ain't supposed to have a dime. Run it through yep. your business. Yep, run it through your business. So right. do we And then educating learn. yourself and learning how to let your money work for you instead of you working for your money, you're able to retire early. It's crazy that we learned the rule of 72, learning that the seven, age of 72 is retirement age. No, ma'am. I want to retire right now. If money was no object, if money was, 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 was of, of no need and I could retire, what age would I retire at? Right now. Right now. Why, well, why I'm would gonna, I want to wait say 72? This. Say this, and this is not to brag, because I did not have a plan. I am one that... They say planning to fail. Well, failing to plan is like planning to fail. Well, let me write. Failing. Yep, you got it right. We don't. We don't. We don't. We don't plan to fail. We fail to plan. Correct. I've been blessed, and Debbie know. And Debbie's been knowing me since I was a kid. I've truly been blessed. I've always been. Years yeah, probably really younger than that because my mama lived, my grandmother lived on her 30. You think I with your daddy? Yeah. But the thing is, I somebody was watching over me because Crystal, I retired at 33. I've been getting a retirement check for over 20 something years. Yes. So if I with the county, I would be on my second retirement check. Now, I didn't do things right by my business because I ran into a lot of obstacles that I'm now maneuvering and changing some things because I had to learn right. how to work more and not harder. People blame it there on you COVID. Go. Better with COVID than without COVID because I'm able to reach more of a variety of individuals, not through just the business, but just as Jeanette Abney. Yes, ma'am. Because I can do I can do I, – I know couples now. I don't do that many couple therapy sessions because it's draining with relationships. I said, you know what? I contacted with another therapist. I said, look, we were already talking about doing some retreats before the COVID hit, but let's do some Zoom webinars and help some of these marriage couples because they're becoming frustrated because they can't find no help. And yes, ma'am. That's something that's not 
through your mental health insurance because it's a relational issue, and not all therapists accept EAP because EAP is an employee assistance program. You got, I got therapist friends that are now talking about, hey Jeanette, can you help me start my own EAP business? Yeah, because I know how to do that now. I need to right. become more of a consultant and with an LLC and to help individuals do these things because I've been around long enough to where I know how to stuff operate. So people right. are starting businesses, other companies to help their employees to be able to seek um, assistance. They're setting up, um, back in the day, nurses was putting together a roster to help other nurses, and they started their own businesses, cleaning crews. Somebody told me the other day, they, oh, it was a while ago, a white man said, you know what, Jeanette? Look at all these dirty windows around here. All it takes is one kid with a power washer to charge each business $50 to wash their windows once a week, and that's like their own business. People don't think like that. I don't want to wash no windows. But you just start you a window washing business, washing right. storefronts of business, making blue coolers. Right. You know, when I was at Tomorrow, he was working for a company that was doing hood cleaning. And they would go in because every restaurant got to get their hoods clean of them ovens for that degreaser. That's a whole nother right. business. But listen, but listen to how you know, we were instituted, though. Listen to how we were instituted. We were in institutions all our lives. If you look at it, a prison is an institution. We were taught how true. to be slaves instead of taught how to be entrepreneurs. I haven't yet to see a class at, at a university that has entrepreneurship as a major. As a they major. They don't want you to know. <laughs> they don't want you to they know don't about want it. They don't want you to know. I remember when I, I was in Orange County, I had people tell me, Did they get your butt out of Orange County? What are you doing in Orange County? I've been in Orange County for 16, almost 17 years. And I'm sitting here in Compton now like, do you really want to open up an office in Compton? Do you think I'm thinking about the overhead costs, but I'm thinking about the need of the people. Because I've got people on my street that's like, I'm so glad you're back in the neighborhood. I don't live here. I'm just here. But they still connect with me in regards to wanting therapy services for relational issues or mental health issues. Because, Debbie, you know this is something we didn't know nothing about was mental health issues. We go to lose liquor store. We didn't know about seeing no therapist or talking to somebody. You know, we have individuals now, Crystal, that are making, even in my own family, that are making money in real estate. They became and got their real estate license. That's a business. They're independent contractors. You know, um, people are traveling nurses. You are independent contractors. You own your own business. I have my friend that um, just got out of prison recently, Stephen. He wanted to start his demolition service business. So helping him develop his stuff and his plan and putting his stuff. People are becoming very creative. So more black individuals are stepping out on faith versus fear because there's more benefits behind it, way more benefits, way more tax off, I mean tax write-off, way more incentives. But we'd be so busy, well, I want my money. I want to look around like I'm driving in a nice car. You don't need all of that. You do not need all of that to know that you got a piece of the American pie, your business. That's right. Exactly. And then you exactly. People can, you know, and a lot of times, like, I've had, to, I've had fundraisers, mm-hmm. you know, where a lot of people, you know, they want to do fundraisers, so I even do that, but a lot of people want to come to me as and make money for their fundraisers, mm-hmm. you know, for their different campaigns.
cancer societies and different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's how they open up and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, like you said, a lot of people don't know how to raise money. You know, you get into people start raising money, then you, it'll come on to you how to do it on your own. Mm-hmm. That's another business for them. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot of things from just watching, watching and listening. And it's watching and listening. You know, just like right now, I just finished the Coin Academy, and I called the lady my little mini-me because she also grew up in Compton, and I am so proud of Keandra Jackson. But she came from Compton, and she's a therapist, and she started doing relational counseling. And then she started this Coin Academy to teach individuals how to be on Oprah Winfrey shows or how to start your own bitch your own that. Now, I thought it was going to be more of an in-person class, but she did it online. I've been doing online stuff a long time ago. But now it's part of speaking gig. And I sit there and I was like, I ain't letting these people pimp me. I'm not. And one guy told me, he said, Miss Abney, do you realize with your experience you can go and speak to corporations? You can encourage them. You have skills and talents and personalities that a lot of people don't have. So we got to tap into what we got and make the best of it. But sometimes I'll be hurting so bad, I don't even feel like talking. I'm like, I don't want to talk no more. I'm done. I've been talking from 9 o'clock in the morning. It's 9 o'clock at night. I don't want to talk to nobody else. <laughs> what did you say, Debbie? I just made six you, so you know how I feel now. Girl, it hurts. It hurts. But the thing is, you know, it's kind of like I remember watching the movie, the cartoon thing, The Princess and the Frog, and then like you got to dig a little deeper. We need to dig a little deeper with our ideas. We need to dig a little deeper with finding our passion. We need to do better with how we manage and spend our money. We need to, we really, and we also need to stop hating on other people. Don't be mad because they went to school or they tried something that you was afraid to do. I remember my mother told me one time, she said, baby, you did what I was scared to do. I felt like I didn't have no choice. I didn't want to be in Compton. I didn't want to live in Compton. I had to figure out what the hell I was going to do to get up out of here. And my mother could tell me an education, education, education. But what she did was she made me an educated threat to where now I don't tell everybody what I know. I learned to keep my mouth closed because that was a hard one. And, Debbie, you know how feisty I used to be when I was young. young ladies on our team and I'm so thankful for this. We have young ladies you know in our expertise of uh huh. Mm-hmm. And financial education mm-hmm. literacy coming from San Bernardino mm-hmm. Mama, honey, they making three hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars a year. Educating mm-hmm. our people on how to do money management, on how to transfer but, wealth, on how and our company is paying us. Our company sends us to school. Our company educates us for free. Our company pays for our exam fees. Our company pays for our education fees. Our company is allowing us to be able to open black owned banks because not only do you have a life license? You are a life agent. You are a security agent as well as a mortgage broker. You are a real estate mortgage yeah. broker, and they send you to class for every last one on for free. And we're That's looking good. at nothing but us. We have an African-American leadership council so strong. It is 65% of us within what we do, which is educating, that are making $300,000, $500,000 a year. We have top millionaire earners. 
Because the company is paying us to educate us. And you know what? There's somebody within that organization that started somewhere, and now they're willing to give back and help other people. And I'm glad That's you're exactly sharing this information. And I want you to put more of the information out there because you've got to know that there are going to be some naysayers, but there are some people that are backing individuals. And I tell individuals, one of the reasons why I don't mind sharing what I know was because nobody told me, when nobody helped me. I had to learn the hard way. Okay, let me log on another caller. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicament, number ending at 55. How are you doing? Okay, Byron. Okay, you another one, but even though you waited for 15 minutes left on the show. When we're talking about Black hey. Business and the month of August being National Black Business Month, Crystal was sharing some information that a lot of individuals need to hear. And I know, Byron, you and I have talked about a lot of different things where you wanted to train youth, educate youth, help youth become entrepreneurs, starting their own plumbing business and, and contractor's license and stuff like that. And, you know, and sometimes it's like a pot of crabs. you got some people holding you back, trying to tell you you can't do it. But I remember, and I was talking about with Compton, Debbie, it wasn't, I thought it was the city. It wasn't the city. It was the attitude of the people. Right. It's the attitude. It's not the city. Correct. It wasn't the city. Because there's a lot of money in, in Compton that people don't even realize. It's oh, the yeah. attitude. And individuals, some individuals have a sense of entitlement that they want people to give them something for free or somebody owed them something. And yet some individuals were taught how to get out there and dig and grind and get it for yourself. And I like what Crystal is sharing is that now there are organizations now that are educating people, and some people, like I say, don't want you to know. If you go into the projects and you're talking about that stuff, you might wind up dead because they don't want people to know. So you become a threat when you are able to encourage, empower, and influence. So, Mr. Bobby, what do you want to add to this show as we talk about Black Business Month? Uh, yeah, that was very powerful thought to think about how a lot of people don't want you to become a threat against the status quo when you start empowering and educating and enlightening people how to <laughs> do for themselves. Call mm-hmm. uh, in and listen and weigh in. Probably that's what this call is so big. But, uh, yeah, Black Business, we need this over to support each other because, I mean, we keep looking for everybody else to help us, but we need to help ourselves. We have the resources. We just utilize them, spending them with everybody else but us. And that's something I hope to mm-hmm. try to make a difference in. Yes. Well, you know the what change I'm of right. the mindset. The change of the mindset. You are correct, sir. Correct. Yes. Correct. And sometimes we spend our money in the wrong places. Why would you go spend your money somewhere and the people don't like you? Or you don't, you know, and the one thing I tell people about black folks, black folks go eat. We pay to go eat, and we pay top dollars. We pay top dollars for our music. We pay top dollars for our clothes. We waste a lot of money, and we invest it in people that we ain't even helping our own people. And I'm not saying, and I'm not trying to make it a bias. I'm not trying to do that, nor am I trying to take food out of nobody else's mouth. That's not what the show is designed to do. It's more to encourage, empower, and to let people know if I can do it, you can too. If I can, I was playing at um, Fantasy Springs Casino the other day, and I was playing the penny machine. And when I hit the penny machine, and you know, Chris, I don't even like the, the machines. I play the table. But I, I know hit a bonus it. round. I hit, now, let me tell you this, the mindset. I hit a bonus round. And when I hit the bonus round, the Mexican lady that was sitting next to me, she said, congratulations, but I'm next. 
And within five minutes, she hit it too. Because that was that positive energy. Instead of her sitting there. Manifestation is real. Yeah. Oh, she lose all her pennies. Oh, she, she said, I'm next. And it's funny because the machine she was sitting on, I had just got off of because I wasn't hitting nothing on it. But I was when you congratulate others, it welcomes it into your life. Yep, there you go. That's my point. That's my point. We need to stop hating on individuals where we see them step out on faith or come up with these Yay. ideas and, and all of this other stuff because a lot of times we do that. And it's our negative energy, our fear that we have that we kind of put on our children. We put it on and we make them think that they can't do anything. And that's not that's not cool. That is not cool. I tell people, and I said it a long time ago, even to my mama, with God, motivation, and determination, I can do whatever I want to do. And we got to yes. do better. We really got to do better. <laughs> Anything else you want the listeners to know? I know Debbie, I don't know Debbie. I'm trying to get in touch with Keith, but I texted him. He didn't call in. Let me see if I don't know if he's working or not. Anything else you want the listeners to know, um, Byron? Uh, I encourage everybody to keep on making taking steps forward to try to be black. Like I said, it's not about taking food out of anybody's mouth. It's clean enough to go around. We just I don't know. I think as I have a culture, uh, just listening to T.D. Gates mentioning that, um, how we as a people, colored people particularly, we'll spend our last dime to go and look like we got money. We'll spend all this money on a bag or this or that to validate us as opposed to recognizing that we validate ourselves with our presence, not with what our apparel and what we tell everybody thinks, you know, uh, display a wealth. Um uh, is a sign of wealth, and uh, it is, but I don't know, it just does more harm than good. We have to really take time. Like my, I think with my family, my father, he came to a rational reduction years ago. He said the most important thing he could do for black folks is not be for poor people, is not be another one of them. And he got off into the real business. And got off into construction, and, and not only did he get into construction, but he also got into real estate investment and buying income property. And he ended up being a multimillionaire and building a mansion on a hill. So it just goes to show that the journey of a thousand miles again with the first step. And we got to start taking, you know, be willing to take some risk. And it's not even about us. It's about, you know, the future generations that come behind us so they don't have to always keep starting over at square one. You know, I see life as a relay race and a, uh, a journey, not a destination. And the journey is to, you know, try to set up the next generation uh, so they don't have to be starting off with zero, and uh, uh, we'll get further in detail. Let, let me say this, Byron, and, and you, you, hit a, you hit a nerve right there. When we talk about generational wealth, and we've got to also teach our kids not to have entitlement issues because sometimes oh, kids look at what you have and they think it's theirs. It's like sometimes we wait on folks to die to take other people's stuff. Now, when I was talking to my grandbaby, and my granddaughter has been around my company since she's two years old. Her mother literally run a company for me. Her mother do far more work than I do when it comes to running and organizing and doing things and stuff like that. I'm the brain. I'm the face. I talk to clients. But when it comes to paperwork, and oh, she does far faster than I can. And I appreciate that. But at one point, I will hug mama too. So 
that's setting up things for them. So they won't have to. But if you've got those family members that are out there on drugs, don't want nothing, don't want you to have nothing, you you got to be mindful of that too. Because sometimes your family can help you lose God. So I'm not saying that yeah, we got to sit there and just because, you know, I, I had a person tell me, my uncle told me one time, somebody told him, I don't know why you don't have this, 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 when you got to meet the own two companies. What I got to do with you in your situation? Your situation ain't my fault. So when I got to do this, 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 I don't say, come on, family, come on, y'all, help me here. So we got to be balanced. We got to be balanced. So when we talk about it, Chris talk about that attitude, we want to try to pour into some of that stuff. I tell, like, with my, with my daughter, when my daughter was working for me, she was not happy because she felt like she had to help me. And I saw she was unhappy. I knew my daughter would get a job in the FBI, the CIA, because that's her mindset. I knew that. I knew she would be an entrepreneur. She wanted to open up a boutique. I was order to open up a boutique. I'm not saying you got to be a therapist. I'm not saying you got to go to law school because that was my desire. But sometimes families think these things, but people don't realize you can start one business and do a DBA and have other family members doing something else and still have it under one umbrella. It's still a business, even if they don't share your passion. Any comments correct. In regards to that you use that to fund your business <laughs> that you're wanting and seeking. You are correct. And people need to really spend more time to find out, you know, not make money the priority. Because whenever you put money as a priority, I think you get short-sighted and it's like a drug almost. And when it's not there and you don't have it now, you're going through withdrawals and all messed up in the head. But it's about your passion and something that you get draw intrinsic mm-hmm. value from. But I've made the rational deduction myself over the past, I don't know, decade or so, that life is virtually a nonprofit endeavor. You didn't come here with nothing, mm-hmm. you're not going to leave with nothing. My parents both died millionaires. And the bottom line is they died still. We all die. And you can't take any of your stuff with you. And so, uh, and that's the other thing, though, is getting people and finding whoever it happens to be that's going to um, uh, have your passion to keep your business going on and grooming somebody to mm-hmm. carry on after you're gone because that becomes an issue. I see so many uh, African-Americans that have business and they just real small and they keep them real mom and popish because they have a problem trying to growing it and uh, having managing successfully a number of people and growing our organization or business. And so they just keep it small when it could be a lot more if they just had right. a little bit better management skills, I think. But it gets challenging because mm-hmm. trying to manage more people you deal with, the more potential headaches you have to incur and okay. obstacles you have to overcome. Well, one of the things, Byron, uh, Chris has talked about it earlier, is one is finance. We need to understand finances better, and we need to understand marketing better. I've been learning a lot about marketing. I've learned a lot about financing. I've learned a lot about investment. I learned a whole lot within the past two years than what I knew 14 years of having my company. I remember I bought the Center for the Treatment of Addiction from an African-American man, and I came in with all these ideas and want to do this and want to do that. And you saw, Byron, what the struggles and the, the things that I went through, and I persevered. But I remember a man told me one time, Jeanette, you're getting too big. You're getting too big. 
My name was getting out there. Now my name is really out there. But it's not just out there for the Center for the Treatment of Addiction and doing drug and alcohol, which you had brought up to me, my attention, Byron, about doing residential um, rehabilitation, which I can do that. That's not a problem because I know how to do the state certifications. I know how to get the home approved. I know how to do the bids. I know how to do all of that. But by that same token, it takes more than one person to run that kind of stuff. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of liability. It's a lot of insurance. You don't let it make you afraid, but you got to know what you're doing. you got to know what you're dealing with. I remember I had an accountant told me one time, you pay for what you don't know. Now, don't mean i got to do it. Don't mean i got to do it. But you can't tell me I don't know it. Because sometimes you can get so big that people start stealing from you. And you got to pay attention. So sometimes as a business owner, we go out there and we want to do this and do that and wine and dine and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and we don't realize somebody's stealing. Somebody trying to take something from you. Now, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to let Crystal speak a little bit. And it says, like I said, Black Business Month is celebrated in August. It's time to acknowledge and appreciate black-owned businesses across the nation and that what they represent in the country and continual striving for diversity and equality. Equality. Now, when we talk about equality, fair is not always equal, and favor ain't always fair. So, Crystal, what do you have to say about that? Because I'm going to call another black business owner that I know that I want him to speak on. Yes, that is so true. I agree wholeheartedly. We have to learn how to, number one, money management. Number two, know whom and with who to spend our money with. And number three, we have got to stop spending money on things that we know we don't need. We've got to learn mm-hmm. to stop spending money on assets instead of our own ass. And we've also got to learn, <laughs> we have got to learn that I'm, I'm so serious. We've also got like to learn that, that we, we have to learn how to financial educate everyone that's coming behind us. Because you cannot be a leader if you have not taught mm-hmm. yourself to lead. That 360-degree oh. leadership book that I've been reading is amazing, and the science of getting rich is real. We have to manifest, and it's about people work, not paperwork. The paper will come. You, you put the people first, the paper is going to mm-hmm. come. It's going to show mm-hmm. up. It will come. So it's about people mm-hmm. work. We have to work on ourselves. We also yeah. have to make sure that we do self-development. Once we do self-development, mm-hmm. once we change our mm-hmm. mindset, then the mindset of others will soon follow. Mm-hmm. Okay, Alonzo, I don't know if you've Great been on point. Facebook, but I'm going to put you on the show. Did you know, Alonzo, you're on the podcast, I want you to know that. Did you know that the month of August is National Business Month? Uh, you know. How all those black folks didn't know that? <laughs> So I'm surprising y'all with this. Now, we only got a couple of minutes left on the show. But with your entrepreneurship, Alonzo, and your hustling mentality, what made you become a black business owner? And I know I caught you totally off guard. But you know what? I want you to know I'm proud of you. I want you to know you're doing the thing and you living your life. But I want to know because they, when we talk about black business owners and entrepreneurship, some individuals have a desire and a dream, and some people just run in their mouth. I was watching the movie Life a couple of days ago, and they were talking about the boom boom room, the boom boom room. <laughs> now, is Eddie Murphy 
in that movie could have got out of jail, he probably would have started the boo-boo movement because he had a desire to do so. So black, we learned how to hustle. We learned how to make things work. But what motivated your drive, Alonzo, to become a business owner where you riding around the slingshot, you're doing this, you're doing that, and I'm proud of you because I told you I'll never forget that day we were sitting in that cafeteria at that meeting and you came and sat right next to me. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, I'm gonna get in trouble. <laughs> it, 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 you know, I um, you, you know, I've always wanted to uh, to do some kind of business, but my mind was always like on car wash or something like that because when I was growing up as a kid, you know, and uh, and and I saw you know guys with car washes and stuff like that, and then a matter of fact, I worked at a car wash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you know, and then I said, you know what, when I get older, I'm gonna get me a car wash. And, And then that's when I got introduced to a hospital that 
bring guys in from all over, you know, the world. Mm-hmm. And so basically, uh, and they started sending them to my sober living home. Mm-hmm. And when they started sending them to my sober living home, and I just got Jeanette, I got so caught up, you know, I was I was mostly looking at helping these guys. Yeah. And you know what, you know what, Alonzo, and, and, and your story continues because you've done so much and you've given so much and you've seen me do the same thing. So where I'll be ready to kick you in the butt sometime. I'll be like, Alonzo, we got to do this and we got to do that. Or you call me. Well, Jeanette, this just came up and that came up. And we started empowering each other. We started looking at each other, not as competition, but trying to help lift and motivate each other, even when things were going to the left. We had to figure out a way to balance ourselves back to the right, you know. And that's what we talk about when we're talking about Black Business Month is encouraging, empowering, acknowledging. When I was putting this show together, I waited for the last minute, so I didn't even put all the stuff on on Facebook. So people are going to be getting the end of the show and part of the show, but it's to help motivate somebody, encourage somebody, because if we can do it, you can do it too. All of us, between you, Alonzo, only New Beginning Fellowship, and the sober living homes that you do and the contracts that you get, myself as Jeanette Abney, as a licensed marriage family therapist, as a public speaker, a notary public, you know, doing it as owner of the Center for the Treatment of Addiction, J.A. Precious Inc., I didn't even realize I was doing all of this stuff. I had no idea. And and, and I'm going to tell you, I went to a picnic. Williamsburg gave a picnic, my middle school, and I ran into Pastor Gibson. And he told me, um, and he called me by my name, Deborah. God got something big for you. He said, there is something big about to come your way. He said, keep doing God's work. Because no matter how I don't feel like talking sometimes, no matter how I may be, I will still get up and push and do what I got to do. And you never know who's watching. You never know who's listening. You never know who's going to bless you. I've been blessed by people sometimes I didn't even know. Things have stepped out on faith, and, and not the thing. You know, and Byron, I know your story and what you've been through. And like you said, and I knew your parents as they were trying to do this journey and they accumulating all these properties. They don't want their stuff to go in vain. They work too hard for these properties. So you're going to have to step up to the plate, keep things going, to, and you're going to run into some obstacles. You're going to run into some challenges. And I'm proud of you too, Byron. Because you could have gave up a long time ago and be ready to do something you ain't know you ain't got no business doing. <laughs> yeah, thank you. God is good all the time. I mean, I have, you know, I look at my life now where once upon a time I acted a lot different. I didn't have much to lose at the time, so I took a lot of risks. That nowadays I realize I can't afford to take because I got too much to lose and don't want to crap out in the next row. So I just have to be resilient and think my way through things, not just act and then consider, you know, one more about mm-hmm. that. Repercussion, you got to think about that first. And, you know, life's a thinking game. Life's like a chess game. You got to, you know, plan your moves and, you know, think about well thought out. So many people just act and then they don't think till after the fact. Now they're sitting back on the on the bus to the penitentiary somewhere. Now they're thinking all of a sudden you get a moment of clarity, but you got to do that thinking before the fact and uh, circumvent going through all that unnecessary stuff mm-hmm. and set yourself further back. Correct. And, Crystal, I'm proud of you, too, because you know I know your journey, too. And I talk about <laughs> you and how you encourage me sometimes. I have to be I'm like, Crystal was not my client. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you came into my life, and I came into your life at a time 
where we needed to share and cooperate with what. And when you were looking for a therapist, you're like, I need a black therapist for my child. Yes, and, right. da, 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 da. and I'm just sitting there listening like, her, her, her little Alabama self. <laughs> yes, honey. Yes. But I can tell people all black therapists are not black, okay? Some are, some are not. Exactly. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That part, yo. And had, and had I known, had, had someone told me that I was sitting here making $10,000 a month right now, Jeanette, I wouldn't have believed it. I wouldn't have believed it. Mm-hmm. Had someone told me yeah. that I would be making ten grand, and it's not a cap on that, $10,000 a month to educate my people, I wouldn't have never, I wouldn't have never believed it. And I had and to change my mindset. You get a joy out of that because you like helping people and you want people to know. And that's yes. the beauty of it. You found your passion. You found your passion. Yes. Even though I thought it was, was going to be it, I thought I was going to be sitting there as a therapist eating your fried chicken as we doing them little videos like you was doing. <laughs> I'm ready to right. all over the world to eat your food. <laughs> right. Okay, Landry, Because it's an injustice for us not to share it. It's an injustice. Correct. Correct. You're right. You're right. There you go. It's an injustice not to share your information because some people sit on it, and it don't do you no good if you sit on it when you can encourage somebody else to start a business, open a business, and explain to them how the process goes. Okay, Lonzo, what you want to say? Yes. You know, way over our time. Well, Jeanette, one of the things that, you know, back back in the days, you could count the black business people in Orange County. And so when I came and sat next to you, you know, in that cafeteria that day, you know, back then it was just you and I. Mm-hmm. You know, and so basically, you know, and 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 that's the reason I said with you because you were a black, you know, a business lady in Orange County and stuff, and you know, and and from that point on, we just started feeding off each other, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the way it is all up until the day. And you still think you can still count the number of black business owners in Orange County today, you know. But the thing with you and I, we have stuck with each other all the way from then until now. And, uh, you know, and, you know, my hat's off to you, too, because, you know, I've been watching you grow, you know, a whole lot since the time that we have met. I think I've been knowing you probably for over 20-some years. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and what I guess at the end of the day what it all boils down to is that, uh, you know, as black business, you know, uh, partners and stuff like that, you know, we have came a long way. And um, and that's what we're here for. But you know, thank you for calling me. You know, I um, I probably needed this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we you all know, probably needed this. <laughs> well, well, you know what? You know what, Alonzo? It can be heard all over the world in different countries and different languages. They'll know who Alonzo is with the with New Beginning Fellowship, and they'll hear our story and our testimony, and I'm on Facebook Live right now, and they can hear you speak too. Because sometimes you never, you never know. You you never know. And I'm sitting there, and I got tears in my eyes like, hey, we have been knowing each other about that long. Uh, a teacher told me the other day, I was like, oh, a lot of having fun. A teacher told me, you need to step your game up. You need to start going places. You need to start doing stuff. You need to feel like you getting spider webs on your Cadillac and you don't want to go nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm okay with I'm 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 okay with where I'm at. But don't be afraid. Like Chris was talking about earlier, fear and faith. So if you got this baby in your stomach and you want to birth this baby, this dream, no matter what it is, don't be afraid. Don't say you don't have enough money to do it. Don't say you saving money to do it. Don't say you waiting to get some investors. Don't say 
I tell people, when I started J.A. Precious, I was $10 short. And no, I was $90 short, and I found $100 in my purse that I had loaned the money to my stepfather, Fish um, Byron. And Fish had just gave me my $100 mm-hmm. back. So when I went to the bank, I was able to deposit that $100 to get that cashier's check to pay that first month's rent. That was all I had. And I had that company since 2011. Now I go by there, I yes. pay the every month. I don't even go in that building. But I still got that building. So I've learned there's certain things that people cannot take away from you. And no matter how discouraged you become, that's when you got to reach out to another friend. That's when you got to call somebody to help them encourage you and motivate you. Because I'll never forget Crystal Face when she said, baby, you don't sell a yacht. I said, darn. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And she meant that you don't sell a yacht. So I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys. And you know what? I appreciate it is, you I'm going to talk well. about on a Tuesday when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch, and I want to talk about the favor of God because sometimes we don't even realize how blessed we are and the favor that has been given to us and how we're able to do these things. We really don't. So, again, Alonzo Mitchell, thank you. Crystal, thank you. Byron Bobby, thank you. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And, again, tomorrow's show, we're going to be talking about the favor of God. At Precious Edition, Blog Radio. Congratulations, everyone. Congratulations on their endeavors. And before you all go, I want to say this. Anyone can reach out to me. My number is 702-954-0060. I am here to educate. I am here to teach you financially of how to make your money work for you and you stop working for your money. It's time for us to retire early. It's time for us to have those Mai Tais and those drinks under those under those palm trees earlier in life. We ain't got to wait till <laughs> 80 and 90. Let's do it now. Let's do it now. I'm here to educate you on how, how, you, how you make your money work for you. So anyone can call my line anytime. I am available 24-7 because I'd rather hustle for myself 24-7 than slave on a 9-to-5.
Stay blessed, y'all. God bless. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.